Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee in my favorite mug. You all know what today is. Gonna say it with me? It's Friday! Yay! Three day weekend in Canada. So I'm told by the delightful Kelly Robson. She's all happy. Uh, today is last week, weekday of July, July 30th, 2021 flying by. Um, so yeah, tonight is the panel for Love Sweet Arrow. Should be fun. I washed my hair. You all will know a little bit later this morning because I had to wash my hair. Uh, the things we do. I do, I do not wash my hair every day for those of you who, who care about such things. Um, it's, some people are interested because I have long hair. If you're not on video, you can't see, but, um, I have very long hair and yeah, I wash it about, I wash it like twice a week, about every third or fourth day. Um, I washed it more frequently when I was younger, but as I age, I am, um, yeah, less often. It's better. Hummingbirds are busy. Beautiful morning here in paradise. Oh, and you know, what's really cool is we are going to get a blossom on the lily pad in our little pond. So I'll do a, um, sorry, I have to scoot up a little bit here. Um, I'm going to do a lily blossom watch. I know you guys, it is nonstop excitement around here. Very excited about the lily blossom. The lily pads just gone crazy this year. Um, just about covered the little pond. So I'll post a photo of that. It's pretty awesome. We have a really beautiful hummingbird hanging around lately. It's um copper colored, all copper. The one I'm looking at is um not so dramatic, but you are beautiful too. You are beautiful in your skin. Yes. I think this is a female. She's um, a little bit more uh, politely nondescript, not making waves, not upsetting people unlike certain authors we could mention. Um, hopefully this will be the last day <laughs> of discussing this because you know what, at this point, I feel like I'm not pushing this anymore. This thing about saying that <laughs> authors should be paid, which has turned out to be surprisingly controversial. Um, it's people are contacting me to argue with me. And I just popped out my contact lens. Hold on. There we go. I'm sorry if that grossed you out. I know some people get wigged by uh, people touching their eyes. I've still got something in it though. Probably cat hair. It's almost always cat hair. I am, I'm reading an amazing book before I launch into all of that. Um, I'm reading Jane Doe by Victoria Helen Stone, uh, who is also Victoria Dahl. I've known Vicki for a lot of years. And I've read several of her books, both as Victoria Dahl and I read another one in her new, uh, pseudonym identity, but damn you guys, this is, this is a fucking brilliant book. Um, Vicki, you have outdone yourself. I was going to message her about it. Um, but it is so, so good. It is, um, actually I've been wondering if like the promising young woman screenwriter ripped off this book. It was published in 2018. So could have happened. Um, 
could be just the co-occurrence of ideas. It's um, being a book more subtle than Promising Young Woman, but it is, um, it's just amazing. And she's, uh, it, it's a lot the same premise of a woman who considers herself to be a sociopath, um, but functioning, um, not a psychopath, but her best friend has killed herself after being in an abusive relationship with this guy. And so she goes and starts up a relationship with him and uh, she's depicting all the ways he like picks at her and drags her down. And there's even him um, that he hates cats and he says obnoxious things about her having a cat. And um, I don't know, Vicky, just like she's hitting every note. It is such, such a good book. You guys, uh, I am, I am, um, I'm just in awe. I am so impressed by what she's pulling off with this book. I haven't finished reading it yet, but um, it's, uh, I think, well worth it. I'm having bra strap issues this morning. Excuse me. The life of a glamorous author, right? Not, not glamorous. <laughs> I, I never like it when people say things like that. I shouldn't say it. It's like nobody ever said that being an author was going to be a glamorous life. I don't know where that comes from. So anyway, um, <laughs> some of you saw the post that I posted yesterday with um, the dedication from Dorinda. Uh, that was a total surprise to me. She showed it to me on release day. She told me to go do the lick inside on Amazon and, uh, and it made me cry then. And then she sent me a copy of the book, which I'm actually going to keep. I think I may have mentioned this on here before, but um, the way signed books work is that a signed book, a book that's signed by the author with just their name or a generic description improves the value on resale. This is at least what it used to be. I don't know if that's still the case. Any booksellers could weigh in, but if the person is mentioned in the acknowledgments, and it's signed to them, personalized. Well, hello. This uh, Tohi has opinions on signed books. Um, then it's then it is worth more. Otherwise, personalizing actually decreases the value. But if the book is dedicated to you and it's signed to you, then it's um, hugely, hugely more valuable. So I love that she encased it in the Ziploc baggie and I'm going to keep it in there because, um, I don't know, maybe my heirs will, uh, be able to sell it someday when we're, when we're dead and gone. But it was a lovely thing to get yesterday. Um, Dorinda is just one of the best people there is. Uh, just, um, I'm, I am blessed in my good friends who have been very supportive of me this week. And, uh, so, so what happened yesterday? Cause I mentioned that it had been a somewhat trying day. So the president of the writer's organization who invited me to graciously donate my time, who I have, I will point out never once named or called out, right? I have not said who they are. The president had to send me of email via assistant Kareen. And I mean, this is like one of <laughs> a telling part is that the email says greetings, comma, will you pass this along to Jeffy Kennedy? 
does not use Corrine's name, even though they have emailed back and forth and Corrine's name is clearly there. Um, I, I think that's a telling thing. And I've mentioned this before. It's like who, who treats Corrine <laughs> like an actual human being on the other end of the he email and who does not. Um, she is, she is not an AI. <laughs> she is a person and deserves to be treated, you know, like, hello, Corrine. How hard, who hard is, how hard, blah, blah, blah. I can't even say it. Apparently it's hard to say. I feel like it's not hard to do. <laughs> Hummingbirds, very busy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Corrine has offered to take that test where you can determine if the per if the entity on the other end is an AI or a person. Um, if any of you have doubts, I have actually met her in person. I don't know for certain that she doesn't use an AI to respond to me. Um, being in the Netherlands, it's entirely possible. You know, I can't verify that it's really her on the other end. So, so we could ask her to take the AI test. It just reminds me though of, um, especially when I was a, a younger querying author, I learned this very early on, newer. I, I, I know we shouldn't say younger versus older, newer querying author. Um, how badly people treat like the assistant editors and slush readers and interns. And one of the pieces of advice I got from a friend of mine who had served in that role uh, was to pay attention to what their names are and okay this is a big secret you guys okay i'm gonna give you this piece of advice um the secret to success treat them like a human being <gasps> i know but if you treat them like a human being instead of an ai or a mental stupidor or trash then they were much more likely to reply to your emails and be helpful to you. And they were often the gatekeepers. Uh, I've had a few uh, authors contact me up some of this stuff because everybody encounters this with their insistence that the assistants um, don't get treated well. And you guys, you know, our assistants are valuable to us. They are our friends. They are people that enable us to keep the balls in the air and they are the people who like, you know, are intimately involved in our daily writing lives. Uh, we don't appreciate you not treating them off. So anyway, the email goes, greetings, please pass this along to Jeffy Kennedy and proceeded to provide a rebuttal. Um, I didn't ask. I mean, did, did we think that they would say, golly gee whiz, we've seen the error of our ways and we apologize. Um, <laughs> I mean, they could have said, you know, we totally understand. We can't afford to pay our presenters. Um, but we realize that, uh, you know, that this is a problem. Um, you'll wish you well. No, no, they did not say this. Instead, they enumerated all of the wonderful things they do for writers, which does not include paying them, uh, and how many people would come to hear the presentation, both members and non-members, and how I'm apparently supposed to be grateful for that, uh, for the exposure. They didn't use the E word, but it was, it was implicit. 
Um, you know, and, and then they finished by saying that, or lid, I mean, it was in there, um, saying that they would never ask me to do anything ever again, which I mean, <laughs> all of you have figured out by now, this does not break my heart because <laughs> I am not bereft at, uh, losing the opportunity to work for them for free. We'll see if I can change my angle here. Doo -doo -doo. I'm a little bit later this morning with all of that, um, complex hair washing. So, um, the thing is the problem here is that it's, it's a form of emotional blackmail, right? I am meant to feel bad. The, the entire tent intent of this rebuttal that I did not ask for, did not require was for me to feel bad. And other writers would be understandably upset at this being told that they would not be invited to do anything with this group again. Um, it, it, it's a threat, right? It's, it's a blackballing. Um, and, and this is what happens and this is what authors are afraid of. And part of the reason that I'm making a bigger deal about this and I might otherwise is I feel like this is part of why I was elected to be president of CEFWA. This is CEFWA's mission is to champion writers. And <laughs> I have to find my non sun in the face spot. Oh, let's pause. <laughs> That's as good as it's going to get. Uh, so <laughs> I shouldn't do that because then I lose my train of thought. Uh, it's, it's a threat and this is why organizations like CEFWA exist is to champion writers and to, I mean, one of our mission statements is to ensure safe working conditions for writers, which means that having the threat of, of being blackballed of, if you don't play nice, then we won't invite you to do anything ever again. Um, <laughs> that that's, that's not a good practice, you guys. Um, and, and it happens a lot and it's why authors are afraid to push back on bad agents. And I am specifying bad agents cause there's good ones out there. It's why authors are afraid to push back on other kinds of bad publishing practices because there is always this, well, we will take it away from you. We will blackball you and we will keep you from reaching readers. Uh, in this case, I am not worried because I have actually spoken for this group before and I can tell you how much the exposure was worth. Uh, I, I did a workshop for free for them before at their conference. So I suppose it's reasonable for them to expect that I would do so again. Um, and I had books for sale at their conference and I'm going to let you guess how many I sold. I, I didn't care at the time because that's not why I was there. But if you're going to tell me that this is the value that I'm taking away, well, <laughs> it's not a great value. Um, I've had other people, um, 
contacting me, other conferences I've been to, uh, where they're saying, well, I hope you didn't feel disrespected. And it's like, well, respect is part of it, but you guys, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not asking you to contact me and apologize. I, you know, it's, I, I'm not asking you to contact me at all. Actually, I would prefer if people would stop contacting me and trying to explain their position on this. I'm, I'm kind of fascinated, actually, by the cultural experiment at play here because, yes, yeah. <laughs> Hummingbird Wars. Um, you know, people are feeling very strongly like they need to defend themselves. And... I kind of want to reply, if you are feeling this need to defend yourself, maybe you should look at, I'm going to sneeze, <coughs> why you feel bad. <laughs> um, my sneeze made the chimes ring. Did you hear that? That's funny. Um, you know, maybe you should examine why you feel bad. Um, I, I can tell you it's not because... I want you to feel bad. I would like you to change your business practices. I would like you to not build your conferences on the backs of writers working for free. I mean, I feel like this is simple. And I am, on that note, not going to discuss this anymore. Are you all relieved? We can go back to discussing Cats, New Mexico weather, coffee, and uh, my daily word count. So um, on that note, I have been working on The Dragon's Daughter and the Winter Mage. I'm at about 35,000 words. I'm not going quite as fast as I would like. I'm trying to remind myself that I know I am faster than many. Yesterday at Writer Coffee, there was a new guy there, and uh, they introduced me as being a prolific author with them. Um, I can't remember how they put it. Something embarrassing, like that I had... Um, an astonishing level of output and it's like i uh i always feel like it's not as fast as i want it to be part of what's going on is uh had a call with agent sarah on tuesday and she wants me to slip in she i mean i know this is champagne problems i'm fully aware this is champagne problems and there was a time in my life that i would have killed to have this problem but she has pitched this concept to editors. Editors are calling dibs on it. They want it right away. I mean, you know, it's great. It's great. And Sarah wants me to write like 100 pages for her. And trying to figure out a place to put this 100 words is going to fuck up my self-publishing schedule. And I am grumpy about it. Um, I already pushed back the release date for Dragon's Daughter and the Winter Mage. I can't push it back a second time or Amazon will penalize me. Um, they will not send me a strongly worded email that will make me feel guilty. They will not let me set up pre-orders uh, for a year. So I'm, I'm wary of this. Um, so I am going to make that deadline. And I'm sorry, I don't think I talked about it on here, that I ended up having to push back that pre-order date for Dragon's Daughter and the Winter Mage. And thank you all for the lovely comments on it. Um, it actually was not... I, I got a lot of sympathy, you know, like we understand that life gets difficult and this kind of thing. And it's actually not that it's that I was, um, I care, I was careless and I did the math wrong. I mean, it's, it's a total math error. 
<laughs> I'm just like, I, I actually don't know what I was thinking, except that I, um, I just got off and I put, I, for some reason, I thought September 10th was going to work and it needed to be September 24th. And I had originally had September 24th and I changed it when I set up the pre-order and I do not know what past Jeffy was thinking, but, um, she was wrong. She made a mistake. So now the release date is September 24th. Um, and I, I will make that. I can't change that. Uh, however, I am going to try to get in these pages for Sarah. Um, you know, I commented that, and I've been talking with David about this and with Grace and Dorinda, some of my other friends, that a lot of times traditional publishing feels like playing the lottery, that it's great that editors are excited about this project. Um, it's great that it's like a hot concept or whatever. Sarah thinks it could be a big book, that it could be a breakout book that would make me a lot of money, which we all like, right? You know, that's what we want. And that's what you hope for with traditional publishing, right? You always hope that it'll be the, you know, the movie options and the bestsellers and the hardback faced out at the bookstore and, you know, like George R. R. Martin comments, you know, saying that uh, the secret to success is to get a, uh, a bestseller that they stack at the front of the bookstore. <laughs> and he said it only took him 30 years of writing to get there, which is absolutely true. You know, if you guys don't know that about George R. R. Martin, um, he was a mid-list author for 30 years before A Song of Ice and Fire, the Game of Thrones books came out and those were bestsellers and then boom. And that's what we hope for, right? With, so, with traditional publishing is we hope for the boom. Um, but a lot of times it's not a lot of times it's the slow drip, nothing wrong with the slow drip, but, um, right now I am making much more money self-publishing than I am with traditional, uh, like 90%, 90% of my income right now is from self-publishing and it feels a little bit like working the day job, um, plugging along steadily. I'm making you know, reliable money. I'm making a reliable paycheck with, with self-publishing. And that's awesome. That's due to all of you and the support. Um, wonderful readers who pay for books. And, but you know, I'm not going to hit conflagration status at, at any point on it. I suppose it could happen, but again, it's, that's the lottery aspect when we talk about that. Um, I don't believe that all publishing is a lottery, like some people have said, but Sometimes it feels that way. So anyway, you know, writing a hundred pages of a book that I might not finish, that I might not ever publish. I don't know if I would, if it doesn't sell, um, you know, it's a gamble and it takes away from the other stuff. I think I can keep the rest of my schedule and get that in. We will see the one thing that will suffer. And I'm just going to tell you all now, so you can gird your loins is that I might have to push back the gray magic release date into January. That that's the thing that will give. And I, I apologize, but I'm hoping I won't have to do that. But if gray magic ends up being a slow, write, That's what's going to happen. Um, fortunately I can push the release date back once per book on Amazon without them sending me a strongly worded, um, very upset email. 
So that's the catch up on all of that. And I've gone long today. Um, hopefully next week we'll be with less ranting. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, long or otherwise, and um, that you get to do wonderful, relaxing things and that nobody tries to make you feel bad about anything at all. I'll remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. I'll talk to you all on Monday. Take care. Bye-bye.